Hi, good afternoon, everybody. Chodesh Tov. Hope everyone had a great Chanukah. Uh, today's year we'll be starting volume 13 of the Tzorba Marabanan Lex uh, family series. This volume is dedicated by Dr. Harold and Magda Katz of uh, Los Angeles. So thank you to them for sponsoring this, um, this volume. If anyone is interested in sponsoring further volumes, they can be in touch with me. Um, that would be uh, greatly appreciated. Okay, so we are starting today's shir. Once we have completed Hilchot Filah, and we're going to be dealing with interpersonal relations. And the question is, why is that in this place in the uh, in the Shulchan Aruch? And the truth is, is that it's not really in the Shulchan Aruch. It's really brought down by the Magen Avraham. Let me explain. The uh, Tur, in his introduction after Hilchot Tfilah, gives a very, very brief uh, summary of how a Jew should live his life. It says the Tur in Orachayim, Siman Kuf Nun Vav. Va'acharkach, meaning after he's davened, yelech le'izkav, he should go and work. The kol Torah any ma malacha, sofa b'deichla v'gorer tabon. Any Torah without working hand in hand with it, in the end, will cause a person to become bored, and ultimately, it will cause a person to sin. The person is impoverished. In the end of the day, he will transgress the uh, laws of his creator. Nevertheless, says the Torah, Firstly, he says, that person has to weigh things up. Although it's important to learn Torah together with working, the question is, what's the ikar and what's the tafel? What is the main thing in one's life and what is the tafel? Says the Torah, the work is not ikar, the work is tafel. The Torah, Torah keva. As we've seen in the early Rishonim, referring to in the Gemara, they used to make their work um, haphazard, as opposed to their Torah learning was uh, set. And since they did both, they fulfilled, uh, were able to fulfill both. And he says, it's not Hashem is beyond, he can do whatever he needs to do, and therefore, we need to put in our effort, but don't go, don't go crazy. You need to do ishtadlot, but ultimately you have to realize the balance between work and learning Torah. And he finally ends the, the, this halacha uh, by saying, a person has to conduct all of his business. Uh, we've, we've translated be'emunah with integrity um, because I think that's what it means over here. It means that a person uh, faith over here means that a person lives a life of integrity, understanding that I call him in Shamayim, and therefore he doesn't have to try and, and, and beat his partner or this or this competitor. The integrity is, is critical to, to how one does one's uh, business, and the tour basically connects it to our Emunayin HaKadosh Baruch. Following on the tour, the Shulchan Aruch says pretty much the same thing. A person has to, after davening, go and work. 
דכל תורה שאין עימה מלאכה סופה בדלה וגוררת עוון. And he says pretty much quotes the Torah, העוני יעביר על דעת קולו. A person, if he doesn't work, he's going to be impoverished. Ultimately, that will cause a person to do averas, to go steal, etc. מכל מקום לא יעשה מלאכתו יקר, אלא הרי וצורתו כיף. person has to make his מלאכה, his work, הרי, temporary, whatever that means, and תורתו כיף. Now, it could mean temporary in terms of, you know, you don't have a, 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 a uh, how you decide to work, you only work when you need. Or, as many Mephashim explain, it's referring to how much weight you put on it, meaning I might be working, I might have a nine-to-five job. So that, that's not, that's not haphazard, that's not awry. The question is how I view it. Is my main focus of my day when I'm davening and I'm learning, or is it my nine-to-five job? Meaning, what is the current, what is the tafel in my mind? Um, and that's why the Shukhara and the Torah, and the Shukhara says over here, the Torah talk keva, that the Torah has to be something that is fixed, that is the main thing in one's life. And if he does that, he'll be able to also be a business person and also uh, to, to, uh, to learn Torah. And finally, he concludes with the phrase of the tour as well. A person has to do business with integrity. Now, based on this, the Magen of Ram, who's one of the commentators on the Shulchan Aruch, decides to open up in a very, very, uh, I would say, unique to the Magen of Ram. He usually is very, very succinct in his explanation of the Shulchan Aruch. Very, very brief comments. Here, the Magen of Ram basically is three times longer than the Shulchan Aruch. And he just goes on and on and on. It says, okay, when the when the Shukhan says, that a person has to do business with integrity, I'm going to teach you the laws of business. And here the Magen Avram basically sets out many, many halachot that you don't find necessarily one specific place in the Shulchan Aruch. So the Magen Avram takes it from Shas and from the Rambam and puts it all together and gives us uh, certain guidelines of how we relate to others and how we relate to others in business life. So based on this Magen Avram, Rav Al-Ghazi basically put in the Surba, a few of these topics that we're going to discuss in today's shir. So let's uh, come from, and that is the famous Marai in Masechet Shabbat Lamadal. After 120 years, a person goes up to Shamayim. What happens in the Beit in Shalmala? Omrimlo, they ask him, Did you do business with integrity? Kabati Tim Torah? Did you set aside times to learn Torah? And Asakta Bapiri of Arabia, did you engage in procreation, bring children into the world? Sipitali Yeshua, did you wait for the uh, salvation for Mashiach? Pilpalta Bachochma, did you delve into the wisdom? Hevanta Davar Mitoch Davar, and did you try and learn something from within something that means a higher level of learning? And after all of these questions, says the Beit in Shamala, 
If he has fear of heaven, that is his treasure in. Great. But if not, nothing's worth anything. Meaning the person could have learned Torah and could be a big Talmud Chochem and be a big Lamdan. But if he didn't have Yerach Shamayim, it's not worth, worth uh, anything. Now, if you notice, the Gemara says, what's the first question that a person is asked when he gets to Shamayim? Did you do business faithfully? Did you do business with integrity? However, the Gemaraim Masechet Sanhedrin Zayin says something different. The Amar of Amnullah, So, here the Gemara says that the first question that a person is going to be asked is whether you learn Torah. So which one is it? Is it regarding business he does with integrity and faithfully or about learning Torah? Tosvot gives the following answer. Tosvot says, that which we learned in Masechet Shabbat, that first we ask about whether he dealt in business with integrity, and only afterwards whether he set aside time to learn Torah. The, and, but in the Gemara in Masechet Sanhedrin, it seems to be the opposite. Explains Tosfot. Hata, in the case where they asked whether a person does business, meaning we're talking about a person who's learned Torah. So in that case, the first question that they're going to ask is, did you do business with integrity? And did you set time to learn Torah? The Hachamayri, but here in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, when, why, why did they ask about learning Torah? He never actually learned Torah. If a person never learned Torah, the first question that they're going to ask him when he gets to Shemaim is, did you learn Torah? For a person who learns Torah, the first question they're going to ask him is, how did you do business? Did you do it with faith? Did you do it with integrity? Okay. Inami, another answer. Really, the first question is how one does business. However, that's in terms of the questions. But in terms of when they give out the judgment, right, and say, Top, regarding A, you going to Gehenim or you going to Ganeva? The first thing that they mention when they're giving the verdict, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and the Beit in Shamala give the verdict, that is regarding Divrei Torah. And that is how Tosfut gave the two different answers regarding the contradiction between the Gemara in Masechet Shabbat and Masechet uh, Sanhedrin. Okay. Uh, if we just focus on this doing business with integrity, let's read another source of the Anaim. The picture Abati says as follows. By Ashar de'inav What does that mean? That a person should do right in his eyes. Zem matan. That's referring to business. Melamed. Shekol mishen seven or ten be'munah. Anyone who does business in faith and with integrity. Ruach habriot no'cho'emenu. He is beloved to the people. Umalina alav. And in a Beit in Shamala, they view it as if he fulfilled the entire Torah. That's a huge, huge chiddush. 
person who does business with integrity, the Torah views it as if he fulfilled the entire Torah. That's how that's how Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Beit Shalmala uh, look at it. That's quite a huge uh, huge chidush. There's a famous bright in Masechet Yuma that goes along the same lines. The brighter says, Misha Koreva Shonea Meshamesh Talmidecha Hamim. A person who learns Torah and he uh, serves Torah scholars, Talmidecha Hamim. However, Ein Masao Matano Bemuna. But he doesn't do business with integrity and with faith. Ein Diburo Benachati Mabuyot. The way he speaks, he doesn't speak calmly. And gently with people, even though this person is a big Talmud Chacham, what do people say about this person? Woe to such a person who learned Torah. Woe to his father who taught him Torah. Woe to his teacher who taught him Torah. Right? Look at this person who learned Torah, and look what 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 came of him. That because of these person, these people that basically uh, had to leave Hakadosh Baruch Hu's land. Meaning, this is the 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 reason for the exile is that people didn't do business with integrity. Now, I just want to put the framework of this brighter. It's not quoted here, but a line before this brighter, the Gemara quotes the famous pasuk in the Torah. Person has to love Hashem. How do you love Hashem? What does it mean, love Hashem? Explains the brighter just before this. I'm not sure why, why it was cut off, but just before this, that we have an obligation. That Shem Shamayim, that Hashem's name should be become beloved to people through us. And therefore, if we learn Torah and we act, the, the continuation of the Gemara over here is that if a person uh, acts correctly, people say uh, uh, how, how uh, wonderful it is that his teacher taught him Torah, that his father taught him Torah, and they talk about how wonderful the Torah is. And that is the Kiddush Hashem, and that is the fulfillment of the mitzvah. People sometimes ask me, when, when, when a person asks a shayla, so sometimes a rabbi has to have a bit of sensitivity. Sensitivity, so some people say, what do you mean? The halacha says X. What do you mean sensitivity? What do you mean that uh, that you should, you should think where the person's coming from, take that into account? The Shulchan Aruch says X, Y, Z. That's what it has to be. And the truth is, is that where is there a place for sensitivity and taking into account where the person's coming from? Where does it come from? I believe it comes from this din. The din is, What does it mean? Says the brighter. That we have a responsibility that Shem Shamayim, that Akash Baruch Hu should be loved through our actions. 
And through our actions also means that we have to be sensitive to where the person's coming from. This isn't trying to, to be agil pinot, as I say in Hebrew, to, you know, cut corners. No, it's part of the Torah is having sensitivity to, to understand that we want to show people the beauty of Torah. And that means we have to have sensitivity to where they're coming from. It doesn't mean that we necessarily are going to give them the answer that they want. But it means that mm -hmm. it's one of the factors that we have to take into account before we come to the final conclusion. The final conclusion may be, I'm sorry, but there's nothing that we can do. It's asur. But the sensitivity that is needed to look into the case and see whether there is room to be lenient or not is I think part of this mitzvah and this is exactly what the brighter in Masechet Yuma is saying uh, in Daf Heivav. So that's part of part of this idea of, of doing business with integrity. We, re, we have to remember that especially people that are wearing kipot that are known as datim, the uh, religious people, we are the ambassadors of the Torah. We are the ambassadors of Shem Shamayim. And therefore, we have a huge responsibility to do business with integrity and with faith. And by doing that, we fulfill two mitzvot. Two separate mitzvot, which I believe are both mitzvot or writer, just by acting. And obviously, there's Ben Adam Lachavero that we also are fulfilling in that. Now, in terms of doing business, how do we go about it? There's a Kafa Chaim, Rav Chaim Pilaji. Many, unfortunately, very few people are very careful about these halachot. And there's trickery and lies and deceit. And people take oaths, uh, uh, um, uh, deceitful oaths. Uh, you say one thing, you mean another. And they are don't have right a, a, a faith and, and true emuna. And they talk badly about people, they make up stories. And often we delight in the downfall of our competitors, of our friends, etc. And then we talk about monetary. Um, call it in when, 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 when people take money that doesn't really belong to them. Right? People don't think they 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 gazlanim that they robbers, but they're taking money that doesn't belong to them, and that's also a problem of onaa or gezo or oshek, all of these things. And then he says, people who do this frequently become so so uh ad hoc, it becomes as if in Izzy's eyes, it's permitted. Uh, and this is a very big problem. Okay, so that is just the Yalkut, the Rav Chaim Pilaji. Look at the Yalkut Yosef. Yilzeher lisave liten be'emunah, shelo yeh be'eskav chashash gezo v'tarmit. Listen, has to be very careful that there should be no concern, no no chashash of, um, of, of, of stealing. It is appropriate to teach these halachot. In order that people should know 
what, what to do. Okay, so let's, now that we've, we've put the, the structure of, this is a very important topic of how we relate to people, and we understand why it fits in, why, why we're learning it, Dafke in the Siman of after we leave the Beit Knesset and we're going to the work and we're going to our jobs, we're in the office. This is the time, says the Magen Avram, to focus on a few of the halachot Adam First of all, the halacha of loving people. What does that mean? We know the Torah says, Loti kom veloti tor et amecha vahapta nerecha kamocha ani Hashem. Two parts to this uh, um, pasuk. The first part is a negative. Loti kom veloti tor. Do not take vengeance or bear a grudge regarding your the your people. And then it says, and love your fellow person like yourself, I am Hashem. So what does this mean to love uh, people as ourselves? What, what, what exactly is that? It says as follows. Person has to love every person with all his soul. What does that mean? Says like this, just as we have compassion for our own personal material wealth, we have to look at our friend's wealth. Meaning, if if, if your fancy uh, suitcase is outside and it's about to rain, you'd run to to bring it inside. So even though it's not your suitcase, but it's your friend's suitcase. Have compassion on his material as, as yours. Or as one of the famous Hasidim, Hasidic masters wrote, the material, the materialism of your friend is your, I'll say it in Hebrew, the gashmiut shelcha. The way you treat your friends, gashmi, material property is in essence your spiritual, um, the way you treat yourself spiritually. So this is what the Sefer HaChinuch is saying, that we have to be concerned for our friends' monetary needs like ourselves. Uh, and then he says, he quotes the famous Gemara, what is <coughs> hateful to you, do not do it to other people. This is a great klal, a great principle in the Torah. What does that mean? This is an overarching principle, like a meta mitzvah, that many of the mitzvot are dependent on it. Person loves his friend, why would he steal from him? Right? Up, or he would not commit adultery with, with, his, with his wife. He would not cheat him in monetary issues. Or speak badly about him. He'll not cheat him in terms of, 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 of where the border is, both in business and, and physically. He says, obviously, person who loves someone else is not going to trick that person. And he says as follows, the source of this mitzvah, he says, just as a person treats him, so too will other people treat their friends 
כמים על מים כן לב האדם לאדם, that as uh, Shlomo HaMelech says, as water is to water, as, i.e., as we reflect one another, that is how we speak to others, how we treat other people, that is how they treat us, and this is how we're going to cause peace amongst the, the nation. We're going to, we're going to, uh, um, we're going to skip that for, for a moment. But let's look at Rav Shimshon Rafal Hirsch. Rav Shimshon Rafal Hirsch says as follows. This idea of is basically a rule that encapsulates how we should deal with all with people. But they ought in how we think about them, the milim, in how we speak to them, and how we physically act towards them. The highest emotion that we have towards another person and towards God is love. It doesn't say, and you shall love your fellow person. Right? Rather, what does it say? that I have to love that person, Mr. X, for who he is. And then we would have to compare the love that we have for Mr. X to the love that we have for ourselves. Says Rav Shimshon that's impossible. A person cannot love another person like he loves himself. Right? Because the love that we are obligated here is to every person. But says when the Torah uses the word it's not referring to the other person. What is it referring to? Right? Rather, it's referring to things that happen to such a person. Says the Rav Shimshon Rafael Hirsch, we're not referring to the actual person. We're talking about creating the scenario for such a person. Right? We ask about how he's doing and his goodness, just as we ask about ourselves. We have to love, we have to be happy when he is uh, successful and be sad with him in his pain. As if they applied us. I think the big chidush that Rav Shimshon Hirsch is saying is that I don't have to love a certain person for who he is. I have to say, what type of person would I be in relation to how I would relate to myself? And those actions, I expect that I also should relate to other people, but not that the feeling of love I will be able to have for every single person. That's impossible that I should love them the way I love myself. The, uh, the Mishnah Bura says this and, 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 and quotes as follows. He says, we have to love each person like themselves. 
שנאמר ואהבת לרעך כמוך, לפיכך. What does that practically mean? Says Mishabra, צריך לספר בשבחו. Person should sing other people's praises. ובפני שונאיו, and in front of the people that hate him, אסור שלא יבואו לספר בגנותו שם. I'm not sure what that Rashaik Tevot is. לא יבואו לספר בגנותו שם. Not sure. Um, okay, but you mustn't cause people to talk badly about him. Um, we have to look after his monetary, physical, uh, material wealth. Just as we would look after ourselves. Okay. Now, there's a Gemara. Furthermore, that Amarab, uh, not only is there this positive feeling that we should love people, that we should try and, and, and hear them and look after them, etc., but anyone who's machzik b'machloket, who perpetuates a dispute, is over a lab shenemar v'lo adato. Don't be like Korach and his uh, assembly that basically wanted to perpetuate a machloket between him and Moshe Rabbeinu. Ravashi Amar, such a person should get sarat. Right? Um, he says, we know that Moshe Rabbeinu, he had to put his hand in his, uh, in his chest, in his, and when he took it out, at the burning bush, it came out with sarat. Right? So we see from here that both the ideas over here, since the same phrase is used, this idea of leprosy is also connected for perpetuating a dispute. Now the Mishnah Brewer says, quotes the, uh, the smug who brings us down. Now, besides it being an issue in and of itself of perpetuating machloket, the Kafachayim says, that you should know sama the color that the medicine for everything speaking with humility in front of doctors but the the, the best medicine says the kavachayim liot savlan umochel al elbono to be patient and forgiving when a person is insulted. I'm not sure what the medical, uh, uh, um, how this fits uh, medically. Maybe it's going to be good for your for your blood pressure and uh, and a few other things. But but we we, we do know that people get uh, that are. I mean, I think one of the biggest uh, killers in today is is basically people dying from uh, from stress. That causes uh, causes heart attacks and all of these things, and says the kafachaim, you want medicine, calm down, be patient, be mochel, be forgiving. It's going to cause you to be a lot more positive. It's going to cause all of that, all of that anxiety to disappear, all of that stress. It's going to be good for your blood pressure. It's going to be good for your spleen. It's going to be good for everything. Okay, and then he says. Uh, and by the way, better than doing taniyot and everything like that is just be a person who is mochel. Moshe <laughs> Aramak,
מידה טובה כזאת היא מרגלית שאין לה ערך. This מידה of being patient and סולח, that I call a vatran, right? Some, the Gemara sometimes uses this description as being a vatran. Uh, the doctor um, that uh, stress can alter the immune system. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not a thing, but Rav Chaim Palaji is basically telling us, us, you want to live a good, healthy, positive life, be forgiving and and uh, live with a lot of anava and sni'ut. And when you've insulted, let it go, let it go. Okay, and it's going to be better than any tiny. This midah of being able to forgive people, it's such a good quality that there's no there's no price you can put on it. He says, when a person hates people and resentment, that is an abomination to Hashem. Anyone who's called Gavalev, anyone who's haughty, person is very, very, uh, very humble. It's very difficult to stand on one's honor if one is so humble. And the, the, the HaKadosh Baruch Hu hates the people that are haughty. Uh, etc. And then he says, The person shouldn't be so makpid on his, uh, on everything that, that he says. Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest sage and Navi and prophet of all times, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he got, uh, became angry regarding his words, he forgot the halacha. person has to be very gentle with these words, he has to be patient and not... Makbid, that everything that he says, you know, go according to what I say and, and be makbid if, if someone doesn't follow it. Okay. It's always good to remind ourselves and work on, on these, these, uh, these uh, ideas. Now we come to, so we've seen that there is an idea that a person should, should be sochel, mochel, the soleach, and uh, basically he gets insulted. Don't worry about it. Don't perpetuate disputes. However, we do find the concept of machloket also in a positive way. Let's see what the Mishnah says. Any machloket that is l'shem shamayim will ultimately endure. But when it's not l'shem shamayim, it will not endure. What's considered a machloket l'shem shamayim? Say machloket hil v'shamayim. That is the great sages of Hillel and Shamayim. V'shena l'shem shamayim zeh machloket korach v'adatot. Korach and his assembly. Rabbeinu Yona explains. Lomar. Ki mashe amar ko machloket hil l'shem shamayim sofali itkayem. Any machloket that is l'shem shamayim will ultimately endure. Akavana, what does that mean? Sheloolam yitkayimu b'machloket. They will always, they will remain in a dispute. Today they are they arguing about Hilchot Shabbat. Tomorrow they're going to be arguing about Hilchot Nida. 
למחלוקת יהיה קיים ונמשך ביניהם כל ימי חייהם. They're going to be arguing and arguing till the end of their days. ולא עוד, אלא שאורך ימים ושנות חיים יוסיפו להם. Not only that, they will continue to have arguments and they will have extra years given to them to continue arguing. My brother who lives in the north told me that in his yeshuv there were a chavruta of two Talmidei Chachamim. They were farmers. That they would learn every day a few hours together. They went through all of Shas and all of the Shulchan Aruch. And they came to I can't remember one of the sons of Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach. I can't remember which uh, Rav Orbach is the Avbeitin of the Tveria there. And they came with him. They were 75 years old. And they came to him with the list. And they said, Harav Yifsoklanu. We've been Chavrutas for 35 years. And these are 150 of our arguments that we've gone through all of Shas and Shulchan Aruch. This is what I say. This is what he say. We want to that the Rav will be machriah on all of these 150 arguments. And the Rav basically gave a bracha. He says, you should continue arguing and have a lot more than 150 arguments. And both of them lived uh, well into their 90s. Um, and I know that they, they would get up at three o'clock in the morning to learn. They were farmers. You know, at six o'clock in the morning already, their, their day starts. So this is uh, this is the people that uh, unbelievable, unbelievable people. But that's what he's saying over here. Rabbein Yonah is saying that if it's a machloket l'shem shamayim, not only will it endure, it will, you'll have many machloket, but it will be l'shem shamayim, and it will be good, and it will add to the uh, and it will add to one's years. There's a famous time uh, fair that I have to uh, mention over here. The Chatham Sofer says, what does it mean, machloket? Wow. It says, Talmidei Chachamim marbim shalom ba'olam. What does it mean that, that they add peace to the world? It says the Chatham Sofer something amazing. He says, that the nature of the world is that there's going to be war. War between people. The question is, is it going to be with guns? and missiles and and terrible uh, killings with the etc or is it going to be in the Beit Midrash when people go to war regarding ideas to try and clarify their met says the Khatam Sofer the Pshat of Talmidei Chachamim Marbim Ba'olam is that Akash Baruch says okay there's war but the Talmidei Chachamim are using it in the Beit Midrash so we don't need to go to war in the battlefield that is the Koach so that's what they're saying over here, that machloket l'shem shamayim is actually a good thing. It brings to clarify the emet, as the, uh, as the teimanim say, when you want to have a machloket with someone, so they say, you're very beloved to me. But truth is beloved above everything. But that idea is that you try, why, why are you having a machloket? You're having a machloket to find the truth, l'shem shamayim, and that ultimately will be beneficial for your own life, and it will be beneficial for, for the world. Okay, and enough about that. Let's continue. That's the not of Yehuda. Right, in one of his described, uh, 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 response to the, in the not of Yehuda, he's saying, 
Forget who's right, who's wrong. There's nothing worse than perpetuating a dispute. And today, doesn't really exist. And he, he, he beseeches the people that are coming to him to, to try and resolve their dispute and make, make peace upon them. Okay. What about the other issue? The Torah says, one should not hate one's brother in one's heart. You have to rebuke your fellow. And that so that they will not bear a sin because of him. Now, it's very interesting over here. Do not hate your fellow Jew. And and before we go into the sources, it's just experience in my own life. Could you just repeat the last minute creates... or so? It froze. Uh, can you not hear me? Hello? You can can hear you now, but it froze. Now we can, but for a, for a few seconds you were offline. Now we've lost now you back picture I've got. How's the missus? Hello, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yep. Welcome back. Okay. Okay. So um so, so often, often, and, and this has happened in my own life, I see it, that someone does something that really upsets me, and I don't have the courage to go and confront. Again, confront in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a nice way, but I, I just keep it in. And, and, and that feeling of, of, of resentment ultimately is not healthy. What are you meant to do? No, approach the person, say, look, that you know i found what you did i just don't understand can you explain it to me or by the way i was very hurt by what you did i was very hurt um and 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 often often again one has to be very careful of how one does it one doesn't do it in anger and one doesn't do it uh, um with 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 raising one's voice and one has to raise, sometimes wait for the right time but the point is is that often so many of the disputes are based on built up resentment of things one after another. And if we would just communicate with each other, communication, and that's uh, what the Torah is telling us of here. Don't keep it pent up in, in, by yourself. Go and communicate with the person that you think that the person did, did, did wrong. Now, a person has to be a chacham and, and, and wise how one does it, when one does it. And, and, and do it with, with a lot of love. And I'll just end off with this. I'll end off with this idea. We have a, a very, very strange story in Sefer Bereshit. One of the strangest stories. I travel a lot around the world. I'm, I was just in South America. 
Imagine me going at the first time I land in Argentina. I've never been there. And I look at all the people and it's the middle of the workday and all the workers are not doing anything. They're looking at the soccer. They're looking at the Mondial. And I'm thinking to myself, they're stealing from the Balabite. What are they doing watching the soccer? Who, you know, would, would, who would in their right mind go, never been in a place before, go and say to the workers, sorry, I think you're stealing from your, your Balabite. I just hope they would have very good travel insurance because they would probably land up in hospital. But we have the exact same thing that happens in Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu comes to Midian. He's never been there. And he sees the shepherds. They, well, they, you know, they're not doing their work. They're sitting around idly. And he goes up to them. And he confronts them. And he says, what are you guys? What are you doing? You're stealing from your, your balabatim. From your, from the balayasek. Now, Yaakov Avinu is Ishemet. So we can expect that he's not worried about his travel insurance. And, and, and he was a Gavra rabbi. He, he, would, he does what is right. What is amazing from that story is the reaction. The reaction of these non-Jewish shepherds who are basically being told off by this complete stranger. And what do they do? Instead of getting their, 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 their knives out and, and, and basically punching him up, they start apologizing, I'm sorry, you should understand, we can't lift it, uh, it's the middle of the day, we need to wait for the other shepherds to come so we can lift the rock off the well. What's going on over here? If I would have approached someone in a different town, whatever, I would land up in hospital. Why didn't Yaakov Avinu land up in hospital? Why do these people uh, uh, apologize? And says Rab David Lau, the Rav Rashi, I heard this from him, he said before he gave them before he approached them and gave them tochacha and rebuked them, he uses the word, one word, achai, my brothers. Now, when, when Yaakov Avinu says my brothers, it's not, just, it's not just speech. He showed with all his heart that he cared about these people, that he loved them, that he viewed them as brothers. When a person feels that you love them and you care for them, you can say whatever you want. And they'll accept the rebuke and they'll accept the the the, the tochacha, and they will want to they'll want to apologize. It depends how you approach it. And this is the, the chidush that Yaakov Avinu is telling us, yes, don't keep your don't keep the anger pent up inside. Speak to communicate with the people. But when you communicate with them, make sure that you're doing it out of love, make sure that you're doing it with patience, make sure that you're doing it not in anger. And then everything will be okay. That is the idea that we can learn from Yaakov Avinu. Okay, we'll continue yeah. next week. Bezrat Hashem. Yashakach. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody.